Welcome to Co-op Mode, round 125. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I am one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra, in spooky Savage, Minnesota, joined by the chilling Canardian, Mark Garabin. <laughs> Brains. How you doing? Doing pretty good, eh? You know, we were talking a little bit about Halloween plans. You're gonna, yeah. you're, you've got something really cool lined up. My, my, you know, we're gonna do a ghost walk in St. Paul, oh, where cool. it's guided at night. They're gonna talk about all the scary history of all of the old. Um, they're pseudo mansions in a way. They're really old, and 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 there's a lot of scary stories. We've done it a long time ago, and it was a bus, and it was great because you had like this uh, tour guide who was essentially playing a role. And then they had with you a dead French maid who was killed, supposedly killed at one of the properties. And she was also there to provide a little bit of comic relief. And so That's we're excited about doing this one because we didn't do it with my son last time. So Logan will be gone going along with us. So nice. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm just really enjoying spooky season right now. It's It's yeah. been a hell of a lot of fun watching lots of spooky movies. Um, and uh, hopefully this will be a spooky episode. This is really our our, our Halloween episode because yeah. we normally record and because of everything and the, the this is going to be our Halloween episode. We try to do it at the very end, but it's just too rushed and it would just get out there like the day after Halloween. So yeah. it doesn't really work. Nobody wants no. to be scared and in, 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 on things on November 1st. No, exactly. Exactly. No, it would, this, this is a good time for the Halloween episode. A little, little lead up. If people listen a little late, it's uh, it's good. We're ready to go. Yeah. Or, or just save, save some, save this for spooky times. If you want to be yeah. really spooked, cause you know, Mark and I are both the scariest guys, you know, at least when you look at us, but uh, you know, we don't need yeah. a costume. Uh, so <laughs> with that, we want to thank uh, a chilling thank you for our Patreons. And if you'd like to be a Patreon, check out our Patreon. You can get a seven-day free trial, Mark. Lots of good content. We just put out a spooky episode of uh, comic, The Spinner Rack. It's our comic book show, and it was American Vampire. Very cool uh, Vertigo comic book about vampires. It's a really unique take. So check that out. It's there for free along with... With lots of other content. So, Mark, mm-hmm. uh, who are the cool kids who are our current patrons? We have the Friends with Benefits tier, including Corey and HD, John Sadorf, the Phoenix Sisters cosplay, Banger Bang McBanger, the third banger, son of banger of the House of the Bangers, aka Brendan Myers. We have the BFF tier, Sean, Stella, and Henry Nias, Missy Merchant, and Andy Milliken, and we still need to assign John a power-up, do we? Yes, yes. We uh, this was part of our changing of the tiers and assign, giving more mm. benefits away, and this is one of those benefits. Mark, might be a might be a curse. Like, you know, this may be our, our, our scary curse. She'll be scur- cursed with this power-up. You mm-hmm. know, it is kind of a spooky episode. Do you have a, a scary power-up for John? A scary power-up. Hmm. Let's see. What's a spooky, yeah, spooky power up? You know, like instantly that it comes to mind is just like Ghost Mario. You know, like you just John can just turn into a ghost whenever he wants to. Um, I don't know what the implications of that would be. Would he like astral projection kind of leave his body? Would his body just disintegrate and then and then reintegrate when his ghost power runs out? Maybe, maybe is his body uh, unprotected as he's out of it. 
that's yeah that's you know there, there's some implications so i think yeah the, the, my other one i was just thinking about necromancy ah. and uh just just raising the dead to do his bidding um which you know gift and a curse i think that one you got to deal with some zombie horde and yeah you control them but like maybe you'll lose focus i don't know that's a you know um but yeah i think i'll go with uh john can turn into a ghost ghost uh ghost mario john i like that yeah this is the type of ghost that can like uh what was that game on the game was it geist Geist, or, yes, possess yeah. everything. <laughs> Dog bowl. Uh, so you possess, yeah, the, the security cameras, and then this thing and that. That, yeah, it's a, um, yeah, I remember that game. So weird. Um, yeah. Let's see. So if I was going to pick a, and I'm going to, I'm going to do like that. The whole like, uh, it's a blessing and a curse. So like in those mm. games where you get like a perk, but if you get this, it like reduces your stats. So I'm going to be like, um, you get extra stamina but it reduces his overall health that's like you know so basically he can go longer faster for quite a time but when he uses it it's it basically takes it away from his health so it's really one of those uh um you have to be very careful when you use it because if you use it right you know right before a boss fight and you're going with less health might not be the plan you wanted can you recover the health the health or is this like um oh what's that movie called with the 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 kids and every time they use their magic it like basically you know reduced their life it turned them older the more they used it and the guys like dad was you know it was like regular kind of like high school dad age kind of thing but like he looked like he was 90 kind of thing what the hell oh. was that called yeah i don't know i was thinking like spawn the covenant oh the covenant okay i remember that yep yep I was thinking like Spawn, because that was Spawn. Like he would use his powers. He essentially reduced his, uh, it, it, he reduces uh, his life life of expectancy and then he would go to hell. Um, so that was kind of his curse, you know, use his powers and, you know, make him really powerful, but he would lose his health and would eventually go to hell. And he didn't want to do that. So he had to yeah. conserve it and use it appropriately. So, so hopefully, John, you enjoyed those power-ups. And if you disagree, you know, take it up with management. Oh, that's us. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Ooh, let's see how that goes. Um, Thanks, well, you know, this week we're continuing with the spooky theme. And Mark, I picked horror game settings. Yeah. Um, so I picked a couple, uh, and I had examples of it because I'm not sure I got all great, of them. Great picks. Uh, first one was Kids Restaurant. So you think of like a Chuck E. Cheese or uh, Showbiz Pizza. I don't know. Was there a Canadian type of like themed uh, restaurant like that for kids? Or was it also I mean, Charles we, Entertainment like, Cheese? I know we saw like, I, we didn't have one around here, but I know like I saw Chuck E. Cheese advertisements and stuff. So I think they had existed in, okay. uh, in maybe bigger cities. We had um, We had one called Boomerangs which was like laser tag and arcade games and food and all this kind of shit that, you okay. know, that would be um, kind of like an arcade plus kind of thing. Mm. You know, they, they, they did that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I, you know, we get the general concept. We didn't have like the, you know, the, the creepy mascots yeah. and that kind of stuff, but like, I understand the country bear jamboree ness of it all. My uh, my hometown, uh, we didn't have a Chuck E. Cheese, but we had a family in pizza place 
they showed um, movies as you watch pieces, so like Tron and things were like that. And they had an arcade, and they also had like one animatronic that was like not not licensed whatsoever, but I think it was like a cross between like Darth Vader and like a Cylon or something. It made no sense, but it did move, and it was kind of creepy. So that's kind of like your low rent, like, and it did close. So I imagine that would be a good place to have a horror themed video game would be the low rent uh uh you know five nights at freddy type place and that's where uh-huh. i kind of thought of that um and yeah. we've got that actual movie um is coming out at the end of the month mark so that yeah. actually looks pretty pretty good with logan lerman i think is in the lead in that that's so actually it looks kind of scary so i think they nailed it um yeah. next mansion so i reference resident evil which you can see behind me the resident evil mansion or Luigi's Mansion, if you want something a little bit maybe <laughs> less spooky, um, or maybe well more spooky, less scary, uh, less, less terrifying. But there have been other obviously mansions that are scary in games, so they're always a good setting. Lots of trap doors, lots of uh, false walls, things like that. Always a always a, a, a dungeon, probably. Yeah. Um, then the abandoned town. So I thought mm. like Silent Hill or even Last of Us where you've got towns have just been taken out and no one lives there and you just find all the corpses and things stuff like that. So it can be haunted, just can be the post-apocalyptic uh, nature. So um, those are the ones I picked, Mark. So with oh, yeah. these choices, you know, and we'll say buy, rent, return, I guess we got to establish what's the buy, what is that criteria? Is it like the <laughs> place you don't want to be? Like it's so question. scary, you, you like – I buy that this is the most scariest. I don't want it, but it's still, yeah. it's perfect. Or are you saying, eh, not scary, not for not for me. I want this as my scary one with your buy. So what, do you prefer one? I think I'm, I'm, I, I think let's make it buy is like the scariest one. That's okay. the, the best, the best one. Perfect. And then return is like, that's been done. <laughs> I'm not interested anymore. Let's, you know, Got that's, it. that's it. So okay. that's, I think that's the criteria we'll go with. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So absolutely. So with that, Mark, what, what, what would you pick? I am going to, I'm going to return mansion because I think it's limiting because it's been done. Like you said, with resident evil games, Luigi's mansion, we've got a few of those already. Um, And I think you can, put aspects of a mansion in an abandoned town. So I'm going to use that. That's going to be my return, even though I love, absolutely love resident. Like if I think of horror game, resident evil is the one that comes up like resident, the first resident evil, that is like my go-to horror game of choice. And same thing with Luigi's mansion. I'm going to be playing Luigi's mansion this month because it's fun and kind of, you know, just quirky kind of Halloween fun. And that's kind of what I like. Um, so I'm saying that that's the least favorite one, but it's also my favorite. So this list is going to make no sense as most things do with me. Uh, so mansion, I am returning. I'm also kind of thinking about this in terms of like our bonus round later. So that's, if you're wondering how my brain's working tonight, that's how, um, it's going to be a toss up between a van town and kids restaurant, but I feel like, Again, the kids' restaurant could be a little limiting. And an abandoned town, you could, again, have an abandoned restaurant in there. So adds to the creepy factor. I do like horror games that trap you in a location. So kids' restaurant or abandoned restaurant or abandoned like 
place in general, like one building, one little creepy place that you're in. I do get the appeal of that. I do like that. But I think I'm going to use that as my return or my, my rent and I'll buy the abandoned town just because it opens up so many possibilities of going in here, going in there. And um, there's something creepy. I was talking about this with my wife about a week ago because um, we were talking about an abandoned village that we went to. And I found it very peaceful. Apparently, this place is haunted. It's, you know, it was abandoned um, just after World War I. Uh, so there's not much left now. It's, it's you know, the, the foundations and ruins of buildings and all this kind of stuff. Um, but it, it was, it, you know, some parts were creepy, but for the most part, I just, I found it so peaceful there because it's out in the middle of nowhere. So there's not even like a cell signal. I just found it was very quiet. Perfect. Very for, uh, but also probably creepy, you know, yeah. if the sun goes down and stuff. And like, again, there's no cell signal. Um you know, and so no lights, no nothing. It's just, you know, you're in the woods and there's some creepy building structure foundations around. Um, so I like that. Even a small abandoned town, like that one, like a complete ghost town would be scary, but also like a, a town that people are supposed to live in, you know, like a Silent Hill kind of thing where it's like everyone just seem to have disappeared or something like the last of us where it's like halfway between, between the both. I like that. Um, is that, you know, again, is it, is as psychologically terrifying as like being trapped in a restaurant with monsters or demon possessed, you know, creepy dolls that want to kill you. I don't know, maybe, but that's what I'm going with today. You never know what you're going to find in abandoned town. Yeah. That's where my brain's at right now. Okay. What about you? Uh, you know, you make a lot of great points. So I don't know if you swayed me or not one way or the other, but as I'm thinking through this, um, I, I'm really thinking, uh, to your point, the mansion has been kind of done before. Um, you've seen it a million different games and even Resident Evil, the multiple games they've done that mm-hmm. where there's been a, just a big mansion or castle, which is great atmosphere. But once again, it's it's like a lava le- level or a water world. It's, it's those levels you're used to and you're expecting. So, um, yeah, I would probably return that just because, not because it's not effective. It's just it's not really opening a lot of new possibilities you probably haven't seen before. Um, I do like the idea of the abandoned town because what it opens up is to your point, you're probably in the middle of nowhere. So once again, the likelihood of you getting assistance or making communication or even trying to get somewhere else is probably going to be very hard. Um, but I also like the fact that it's abandoned town. So you've got all these buildings, which opens up the potential for different threats or mm-hmm. different surprises in each different building or general store or maybe an automotive, uh, like a car repair shop or like, you know, you could have a stable or something like that. And it would open up an opportunity like, oh, there's your dead horse that's going to eat you. Or there's the, you know, the the criminals that are not really all dead in the jail um, mm-hmm. that are now going to eat you. Um, yeah. Uh, and a lot of places for things to hide. So I like that because you think you're safe. You got away from something and you close the door and you look and you look, you're 
best dead friend is there. Uh, so I like that. So I'm going to, I'm going to rent that because I think it's got some opportunity, um, mm-hmm. some new things, especially we've seen that with, with, you know, games using it and it works well. And depending if it's like post-apocalyptic or something like that can work either way or like, you know, turn of the century, uh, old times, think of like sleepy hollow or something like that. Really yeah. like that era. Yeah. Um, but then kids restaurant, I think I'm going to buy that because I feel like there's opportunity here. And I think it's that very small enclosed space. You're in one building, not very big, limited places to hide. Um, ultimately you're going to probably have a lot of locked doors that you probably can't access. Um, do you have keys and then, um, potentially an opportunity for someone to spy on you with cameras Mm-hmm. Um, which gets a little more creepy, like the Friday nights at Freddy. Um, so it adds that claustrophobia and, you know, you never really feel like you're safe because if you make a sound, most likely you're going to be screwed. And the opportunity to just meaning that, um, every move you make is going to be harder because you are probably closer to being found than in these other places, just because they're bigger spaces. So, yeah. I like that. You get that panic factor too, right? Like you said, mm-hmm. is the door locked? Do you have the key? If you have the key in that setting, do you have time to open the door? Do you have time to is get it like the key uh, ring with 85 keys? Some, right. Like <laughs> even, or even if it's one, like if you, you know, you, you try to open a door, yeah. uh, that my, my porch light burnt out uh, a couple of nights ago and it was, you know, trying to get the door. It was like pitch black. And it was just like, I, I I was carrying some groceries in one hand. And I was just like, something's chasing me. I'm done. Like I'm out. Cause I just Speed could it not up. get it. It was just it yeah, up, it was not working. Uh, so replace that. And you're going to drop the keys. You know, you're going to yeah. drop oh, the key. Yeah. The and then where's it at? And you know, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, for sure. So like that, you, you get that immediate panic factor that you might not get. I think you're right on with, with the abandoned town where, when you said like, you know, you, you get away and like, yeah, you think you're safe and something might, something, but you could be safe. You know what I mean? Like there's so many places to run. Like you, you look at that building, you're like, I'm not going there. I'm going this way. Maybe. Yeah. You know, you just kind of cheese it right to the end. So, um, I like that choice. That's really good. Very cool. Well, hopefully everybody enjoyed this. I forgot to share this before the show, so we didn't get any community involvement. That's on my bad. I will do that better next time. But uh, if you saw this, let us know in the Discord group or on one of the socials that we're on. Uh, let us know what your pick is, because I think these are hopefully uh, you had a different choice. And you can tell us why. Yeah, definitely. All right, Mark. Uh, this is just the two of us. I figured we mm-hmm. could get into some news because... There has been a lot going on. So these are like three big, you know, three big stories and one that I think is fun because of the season. And you can obviously talk about some of the other uh, Halloween themed events that are coming up in a lot of games because, you know, it's that season. People, these live service games always add them on. So um, let's hit that first, actually. So um, I shared this story and I didn't really know this was a big thing. And that's the Call of Duty has a Halloween event. Mm -hmm. Um, I really wasn't aware of that. Um, I, I'm just, I guess I'm le- less into that zeitgeist of all of the, the live service part of, of, of call of duty, modern war, because you have mm-hmm. what call of duty, modern war three plus then war zone. And they kind mm-hmm. of overlap sometimes in regards to skins and weapons. Yeah. And, um, I'm not sure what they've done previously, but this year they're doing the haunting. And what really stood out to me is they've got 
um, characters from Diablo. So you've got um, uh, um, the Butcher, I believe, from the original Diablo game. You've got Lilith as well, and it's funny to see her with weapons, but she's also scary and can take people out. Uh, you've got Spawn and the evil clown from Spawn, which I thought was interesting. And then you had um, Ash from the Evil Dead. And um, oh, wait, that's not even the only one. Skeletor. That's the one I was like, Skeletor? Amazing. <laughs> Uh, oh, and Helsing too. Uh, the vampire from Helsing. Uh, you've got some Doom elements as well, and then Anarius uh, from Diablo as well. I guess that's the angel um, as well. So that's that's kind of cool. So I don't know. I know Warzone's free, but I believe the the Modern Warfare Three online is you have to own the game. So. I don't know. Does any of this stuff seem interesting to you, Mark? Because I know that's typically not your thing. It's not typically my thing. I usually play the campaign. Yeah. Would this? I mean, I'm almost tempted to try it out, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I always enjoyed the Call of Duty games. I used it like the original, like Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Two, like those, the original games, like for the Xbox 360. They were my jam back in the day. Like that was my online multiplayer of choice that gears of war. Like, so if I was to get back in, this would be interesting, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to jump back in just for this. It is kind of interesting that Ash is coming to this and Ash's skin is in the Fortnite shop right now, or at least he was this morning. And he has his own game that I think is going to be turned off soon too. Yeah. So just a character that it's like, hey, we're doing a Halloween thing. Who's cool? Let's let's get that. So it's it is kind of neat. Like, uh, but like Skeletor, such a weird choice with Skeletor with Helsing, um, Lilith. Like just everything. Like it's it's good. There's a good mix of characters which I really enjoy. That was weird. Um, And I normally don't think of Call of Duty with like skinned characters. I know there been. I think Nicki Minaj has been in Call of Duty, so I don't think anything's off limits, to be honest. But um, <laughs> I guess this is cool. I mean, I think it's neat. They they like money, and it's an entertaining event. Yeah. I dig this quite a bit. And they have a, a mode called Zombie Royale is coming out. Um, they've got Operation Nightmare. Uh, that's also part of it. And... Um, yeah, uh, and there's modern war, uh, and then zombies have always been a part of Call of Duty, and yeah. so it makes sense they're just building on top of this. So, um, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? It's there. Try it if you want. Um, but I may check it out. I, I, I just it'll probably take me three hours to download the what 120 gigabytes <laughs> that uh, uh, Warzone is. But uh, mm-hmm. why not? I'll let it set it and forget. It. Um, Mark, yeah. So. I know at least one of the games uh, that our, our friend Cheesy is into is Splatfest. I, it's, it's Splatoon. And I know he's been like f- so frustrated. He's like, he was like, where's the Splatoween? Where's the Splatoween? Mark, are we getting a Splatoween? Uh, apparently, uh, yes. Uh, so there's, they just released this um, a, a day or two ago. So um, it's a Halloween theme. They are finally doing it, which is very nice. Very good. Uh, there's some new outfits. There's, uh, you know, just regular stuff. Uh, you can decide between, I think it's zombie skeleton ghost. Um, and that's, so that's your team. So it's a, it's a triple splat fest, which is always fun. Um, yeah. Seems, you know, seems like a good kind of, kind of mix. Um, yeah, I, I, I like that. 
Is that something they do every year with Splatoon? I, I'm not. I'm just not into the game, so I don't know if they do it every year. Uh, Splatoon, yeah, I think has been a thing. It's been a couple of years since I really got into Splatfest and stuff. But I, I, I know they used to do, like, yeah, Splat, like Halloween themed Splatfest and that kind of stuff. So it's not out of the uh, out of the ordinary. I don't think so. Um, the weird thing about this, uh, I guess, not super weird, but it, it kicks off the uh, the 27th and goes till the 29th. So they're getting that uh, that weekend energy, I guess, uh, which again is the weekend that I'm going to be away. So I'm definitely not playing this one. Um, but you'd think they just like put this one back, like maybe start it on the Sunday, end it on like Halloween, or even start it Saturday and end it the day before Halloween. It's a really weird timing, but I could just picture like wanting to play this and is my camera doing a weird thing to you? You've got, you're flashing. You got like a night party. You got a party going on in your house. It looks, yeah, the lights were flashing on and off. It almost looked like there was your lighting. That was my camera. My lights are oh. fine. I didn't notice. I was reading an article. <laughs> or, 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 it, or is there something going on at your house, Mark? This was a spooky Ruh-ruh. episode. This is Uh-oh. a spooky episode. Uh-oh. Is, is Lorraine um, in the background flipping the light? No, the lights didn't go off. It was just in, in the camera, like in the computer. So oh, if there's something going on, like the lights were all fine here where I'm sitting, but in the computer world, my lights were all bajiggity, which is why I didn't notice because I was reading the Splat Fest article. Uh, anyway, I was so enjoying you, it. I was going to say, unless I had like a, uh, unless I had a seizure because of your lights, I was just going to like, I'll let it go. <laughs> Apologize to anyone that that freaked out. Uh, so if you want to be a zombie, a skeleton, or a ghost, jump in to Splatfest. Um, are those the teams? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You pick one and then you represent your team and uh, whoever, whichever team get racks up the most points, that's who wins the Splatfest and you get a bonus if you're on that team. Nice, nice. And then I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up Fortnite uh, and what they're <laughs> doing this year with their Fortnite mares. They're doing Fortnite mares as always. They've got some amazing uh, original outfits, including um, like... Uh, a zombie mummy looking uh, guy, uh, like a zombie cat, a zombie looking fish thing, which is in the shop right now. And I thought it was hilarious. Um, but the big ones are always the tie-ins. We've had universal monsters before. Um, in my collection, I have Frankenstein and Frankenstein's bride. I believe the, the two that I got in prior years this year. No Universal Monsters, which I'm disappointed with, but we are getting Disney's Jack Skellington. The Pumpkin King himself is coming to Fortnite, and I can't freaking wait. I need it. I really expected them to drop this last Friday, and it didn't happen. I thought they'd drop because there's a few different – there's like three different characters, and there's three weeks of this event left until the event slash the season is over. So starting it on Friday would would have given each of these characters a full week rotation in the shop as a highlight of like, hey, get Jack. Then the next week would be Michael Myers takes over the shop from the Halloween franchise. And then finally you have Alan Wake who would would finish out Fort Nightmares and, uh, and, and the season and that would be it. Each one would have a week. I don't know how they're doing it because – no one's showed up in the shop yet except for hmm. um, the the bog stick, the zombie fish looking thing. So 
I don't know what they're doing, but uh, Jack okay. Skellington's coming. I check every night. He might be there right now. It, it sw- switches over. At, I think it's around nine o'clock local, like my local time. Okay. Um, so it's ten forty right now. I haven't played since I, I checked it this morning just to see who was in the shop. And um, so you never know. Jack could be there, and I could have missed it completely because I haven't checked anything. So, um, but it's it's fun. They've they've brought back. Um, all the usual stuff like the pumpkin grenades or the, the pumpkin like rocket launcher, um, the witch's broom to get around. There's uh, a, a new weapon, a wooden stake shotgun, which is very, very Ooh, satisfying to neat. shoot wooden stakes at people. Um, and there's some creepy stuff all throughout and then different, you know, missions that you go on and complete the fort nightmares quest and unlock a bunch of emotes and thingies and you can collect candy and all the, all the usual fort nightmares, good stuff. So, um, and, and then, you know, horde rush mode, uh, which is, you know, the, the kind of zombie mode for Fortnite. So tons of fun, no matter what live service game you prefer. Yeah, I mean, if you like we're a World of Warcraft, they do a Hollow's End event, uh, which is kind of neat because one of the the horses looks like um, almost the horse from Sleepy Hollow has like uh, fiery uh, flamed hooves, things like that. Um, Destiny does their uh, Festival of the Lost, which is fun. You do tr- essentially trick or treating, and you get really crappy masks that are made of like paper mache, and those are kind of fun. And then yeah. um, Overwatch typically does their uh, kind of like a PVE event, which is always mm. fun. Uh, but now they're charging for the PVE stuff, which uh, kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're doing a Overwatch Diablo crossover this year. Oh, so yes, no right. matter which, yeah. Yeah, so no matter what you like, uh, there's probably something out there just to get your your spookiness on. So enjoy that. And if you're looking for a, a recommendation for a fun Halloween themed game, get get Costume Quest. It's great. It's yeah. wonderful. It's yeah. wonderful. That they I think they made two sequels or they made a sequel to it. Really one of one of my favorites. Logan and I love that quite a bit. Great games. Great games. Yeah. Well, uh, when you're done playing some spooky games. Now it's time to talk about the rumors, Mark. Um, and we've had quite a few. So the, the one that's the newest um, is the fact that there are rumors now that the Switch 2, whatever we're going to call it, is launching with, gonna. it's going to take a playbook out of PlayStation and Xbox and essentially have a model that is physical plus digital and a model that's only digital. And um, it's a little muddy because there are some people saying that it's going to be um, all digital and it will not be backwards compatible, which would be weird. And the one that has physical would be uh, compatible with your cartridges plus your digital library. I'm thinking it's the opposite of saying it won't be compatible backwards compatible with your cartridges, but your, your digital library, everything would work on it. It's just the fact it doesn't have a cart. So obviously it can't, yeah. it can't work with the carts. So yeah. um that doesn't make any sense. That's one of those rumors that you're like, that doesn't make any sense. Cause it like, theoretically you would same think hardware. it's the same software, at least running the damn thing. So yeah. like how, how would you block off a digital purchase? I get it. If I can't, if I buy the digital version, there's no place for me to insert my little cart. Obviously I can't play that one, but like it doesn't make sense to have an OS or a machine that's just limited with its backwards compatibility. That just, I, it, yeah. I mean, if a company's going to try it, it's going to be Nintendo, but it just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's a weird, I mean, 
it's not like the old days when to get backwards compatibility, you had to include the old hardware, like the old PlayStation 2 yeah. had PlayStation 1 hardware and because it couldn't do it software emulation wise. I believe the Wii had GameCube hardware in it. Um, that's yes, how backwards compatibility worked. And then did in the Wii U also had Wii, Wii software in it? Like yes. hardware? Yep. Okay, so yeah, yep. that used you to be back in the right into the, Wii mode. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then the 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 PS3 had essentially a PS2 built into it. That's why it was so damn expensive. Yep. Um, and then they got away from that. They just they got rid of the hardware. So then it was it was no backwards compatibility. So I don't think they're going to put like a Switch One hardware in a Switch Two to do it. I don't think they're doing that. That would be way too heavy, way too expensive. Yep. It would just be dumb. So I think to your point, it would be just. It's just going to be a digital only, which, you know, quite honestly, I think if you offer both, I don't think you see anything wrong with it. And I don't know how Nintendo would be like, would, how would they justify it though? Cause I mean, by taking out a slot, does that really cut a price? I, I just don't it, see right? that, that's how it works. Thinking. It's like it's on it's, a Blu-ray drive or something like that. It's yeah. Like, as soon as you said it, I was like, why? Like, does it take up that yeah. much? Like, is it space saving or cost or whatever? Like, can't be that much well unless that's be. like their that yeah. unless that's the like their their light model like they launch with like here's the dirt cheap model yeah and, but i just still don't get it though i i wouldn't i, I don't see the play unless they're yeah. saying and by the way we're moving the cart and we're gonna make it uh not dockable we're gonna uh, i don't know and they're saying the price difference is only 50 bucks here right like so it's like it's in line with other it's like the PS. Yeah, we'll talk it's about like that. P, but yeah, the, the PlayStation stuff. You know, so like, I, I guess I don't know. Fifty bucks is fifty bucks, but there's got to be something like. I don't know. It seems weird. It just seems weird. Maybe it's a mental thing for us where it's like, hey, it's like a disc drive is at least something big. You know, like this is just like a little, a little cartridge slot. It just seems, it seems weird. But like Nintendo's yeah. done. Not quite the same thing, but something kind of similar before with the the DS line, where as the DSs got older, they lost the GBA slot. You know what I mean? So like if this is, if they're doing that, where it's a dual slot system, where Switch 2, what the hell's going on? How did (laughs) you just do balloons? How did you get balloons? Mark, you are. Is it, it in there? Is on. the clown? Is Pennywise going to come and get you? If, if I get eaten tonight, I love you all. I'm sorry. Uh, the, yeah. So like that. If it's maybe if it's a double slot, let's say that Switch Two games are either all digital, so they don't need the slot, so the slot is just for Switch games, or if the Switch Two takes a new kind of cartridge. So this is like a double slotted kind of thing. Maybe I can see them like being like that price is just you. you if you want the switch library, you just got to pay up. You know what I mean? Like that, that could maybe make sense to me. If it's something like a, a like the game boy DS kind of thing of like, yeah, you can get the DS with the game boy slot or you can get the DSI, no game boy slot. It's smaller. You know, it can do this, this, and this more. Like, I don't, it seems weird, but I can, I'm starting to kind of justify in my mind ways that it could make sense. Yeah. Like I said, unless they could not figure out a way to 
make backwards compatibility work from a like from a software sense uh, because they, if they're going to go with a uh, new NVIDIA uh, uh, basically chipset, which may make it more difficult to do the backwards compatibility. I don't know. I, I, I don't know enough about it. That would be the only way that would say they'd have to add the hardware, which means that maybe making the other model more of like a handheld only it's lighter. It's, 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 it's cheaper, but to your point, 50 bucks, I don't know who would skip the 50 bucks, uh, I want to save the 50 bucks for that loss of your library and all those mm. things. It just, it would just be for like new people onto the switch. But at this point, who doesn't own a switch and who doesn't have games for it? Or, I mean, it could be for the people that, you know, like for me, if this thing is backwards compatibility compatible, I'm probably selling my OLED. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like saving that maybe we'll save one of the OLEDs. Because both myself and my wife both have OLED models. Maybe save one of those to give to Finn. But like, for the most part, probably selling them and yeah. getting these new things. You know, so like, if you're, but if you're the kind of person that would hold on to the Switch because you have a collector's model that you really like, my wife might say, Yeah, I'm not letting go of this Zelda collector's model. Like, that's, I'm keeping that one. And then it's like, okay, well, save yourself 50 bucks because you got your Switch and then you got your Switch 2 and and you're happy, right? Like that if that's if that's a possibility and you don't mind switching the switches, then yeah, save yourself 50 bucks. Who cares? But yeah. for me, like um if I can get a backwards compatible one, nah, my OLED's gone. I'm just giving yeah. me one. Keeping hardware where essentially your library moves with you. Mm-hmm. Is kind of now it, it kind of negates needing the old stuff unless you're real, like you said a custom version or something like that. You really loved it. Um, I mean, there are going to probably be games like um, I know on the Switch Lite. There's certain games that don't work in certain modes because they removed some of those things. Yeah. So maybe you're more likely to get rid of that than the other one. But yeah, to this point, I mean, it's it's a weird one. But we're in now like prime rumor time because mm. the Switch is going to launch next year, or the Switch 2. Oh, yeah. So we're going to hear more and more about this. It's just a matter of when we actually get anything revealed. But we're going to get those weird screenshots of like somebody had a Switch and they mocked it up. And I can't wait for it. I love that just it's it's so much fun just to understand you know guess what it could be yeah. and you know we'll be surprised when if if they don't do anything special i still think we'll be surprised because like they did just what we thought oh my god kind of like they merged <laughs> their console and thing and that's what we always wanted oh my god yeah yeah i can't believe nintendo actually gave us what we want for once yeah that's shocking uh exactly yeah, and maybe like yeah, nintendo's probably like tricking people and doing these weird things quite honestly that's not what people love the most they actually like just the games and yeah. playing them on a cool system yeah who would have thunk it yeah exactly Insane. well we'll we'll have more of these to come but the, the other part that was funny was the the price 400 and 450 those would be the most expensive systems nintendo has ever launched the wii u is the most expensive they launched with 350 um and then the oled is at 350 but uh, yeah they, they i mean and and they could have charged quite honestly 400 bucks for the switch because there was demand and people would have paid for it um, yep. yeah well uh our next these next two are just news stories mm-hmm. um so the next one is is basically we've been waiting for this to happen. Xbox is now officially acquired 
ABK, Activision Blizzard King. They've made yep. adjustments over the deal, which is, I think, the best thing out of this. They got scrutiny. They made concessions. Uh, they had to basically give a little bit away to make this deal work, which is what you want. You want mm-hmm. this to not be like every company just absorb anybody and like, ah, do whatever you want. And it's for the worst. So um, I don't think we would have gotten as many streaming deals out of this as possible. We would have not gotten guaranteed Nintendo would have been, you know, getting to coming to the party of, yeah. of Call of Duty in the future and uh, Sony um, playing hardball, obviously got what they wanted, which was Call of Duty going forward. Yeah. Uh, but Microsoft spent, or Xbox, well, Microsoft spent $69 billion to get ABK. Um, and Bobby Kotick will be out of the company by the end of 2023. So that's a win because it will make, hopefully, a better culture for this the, the studios and the developers. Um, I believe, Mark, there is like over 20 studios that will Merging. be joining uh, like King itself has 11 developers, which I didn't yeah. realize. Um, and really which gives, is great. gives Microsoft uh, an instant mobile developer wing. Yeah. Like of, of the, you know, it's, it's wild. Like people, again, we, we've said this before, people focused so much on call of duty and that is important for consoles, but Microsoft, I don't want to say they didn't care about that, but I don't think that was like, one of the things near the top of their radar for this acquisition. Like, I don't think people understand how important King is in this acquisition. Like mind blowing amounts of like just revenue and And development power and like just, just that's, that's the, that's what they're after. It opens the world up to, uh, billions of consumers. Yeah. I mean, mobile does. I mean, yeah. and, you know, this would lean you the lens to think, well, does this mean we're going to see Microsoft go back to a Windows phone? Uh, you know, where would they go? Because I know what they don't want is to have to pay the iPhone, the Android tax mm-hmm. on their stores. I know yeah. they're talking about getting a mobile store. I don't really know how that works because I don't think Apple will want you to do that because Epic tried and they kind of, you know, got caught and got their hands smacked. I don't well, that's, think that's a, I think why does. Microsoft has been in uh, Epic's corner uh, quite, yeah. quite vocally. Um, I think it's because of this acquisition. I, I think yeah. they, they kind of saw what was up and they saw what Epic was trying to go. And they're like, yeah, hundred percent. Give us our own store. You go boy. Uh, uh, that glad you and not us trying well. this. Yeah. To game pass as well. And, and different things of like just Apple basically, but like, you know, oh, you can play these games, but you can't stream this game. You can play this thing and you can't, you know, have this subscription, but you can have that one. It's just like Apple makes up all these dumb rules that kind of benefit themselves, mm-hmm. but not others. And, and, you know, they, they, it's almost like they write these rules specifically to be like, yeah, Microsoft, like, screw you. Like, Hey, steam, screw you. Um, but you know, th- there are some regulators that are eyeing Apple, um, and the newest Apple devices are, uh, I think, a direct reflection on that of Apple getting out with things with like, uh, so that the newest iPhones have USB-C mm-hmm. instead of a lightning connector. And that is Apple getting out in front of a b- before they were forced to do it. Yeah, by Europe. Right? Mm-hmm. It's only going to take one place to do the exact same thing with 
stores, you know, like, Hey, yeah. open up this walled garden of an app store. You have like the app store exists on a Mac on this, the, this Mac that I'm recording in front, I can get the app store. It's great. It yep. means everything that in it, that's in that app store, Apple has vetted, they trust it. It's secure. It's this, it's that it's whatever. Um, you know, for the most part, whatever things can leak through just like the app store now, but like, that's a great place to go for certain things. But like any other computer, I can go on whatever website I want to and download whatever thing I want to from anyone, whether I trust them or not is on me. It's my device. I can do what I want. If you get it for, if you get a MacBook for your mother, you can say, Hey mom, here's the app store, just like on your phone, trust this place and don't trust, you know, like this anything else yeah like you can kind of lock things down like that it's an ecosystem walled garden it's great you share everything works with whatever you've got it's very much to be a seamless uh take the pain out versus windows to your point there's a billion launchers i mean uh we're hearing potential rumors that sony's going to make a uh, basically a launcher on pc so they don't have to pay the the whatever taxes out there i mean windows i don't know if they actually charge fees but nobody wants to be on the windows store steam has a 30 percent uh you know fee on their store because they're kind of like the, the 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 everybody needs to be on Steam to be relevant. Yeah. Although Epic, um, they're they're basically having um, exclusives mm-hmm. um, like Alan Wake, two. It's only available on the Epic Game Store. It's not available on Steam, and they paid for that because they want to bring people to the store. But they also they also decided that they were going to be more dev friendly, and they only charge, I think. Eight or eleven or eight or twelve percent versus the the standard thirty from others, you know, stores. Um, Windows also the Windows eleven is um, those. There's a lot of Android apps that are just compatible with Windows eleven too. So I could see them, uh, um, and you can sideload android uh stores and storefronts on android devices which makes it a little bit more open so you've gotten people to get around things so um it makes sense that windows would microsoft would try to do that but i'm also hoping what it does mark is it gets because a lot of people are trying those like pc handheld pcs like the uh the the rog ally which a lot of people like but they said it's still clunky it's not Mm -hmm. completely there's no real windows mobile platform at this point that works really well. They've serviced, but that surface, but that's a little bit different. You want just a gaming like steam has the big, big mode, which is essentially, it's like uh, like a console that, and, and windows doesn't have that yet. And I think if they can do that in a mobile PC environment, that will be amazing because a lot there's a market now for it. They found this like, hey, Nintendo figured it out, and they're like, oh, people that don't necessarily want Nintendo, but they want the luxury of having that 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 PC architecture with the Steam and, and all these other devices. There's going to be more coming. I think it's. I mean, there's even a a, a Legion. Uh, they they have one that's very much like the Switch. It's it's higher powered, but it's also basically got like Joy Cons, and yeah. which which is pretty cool. Um, so um, all these things are kind of like. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with King. That's they they in part of this deal was part of revenue driving revenue. Yeah. Mobile generates a ton of revenue. Call of Duty generates a ton of revenue, and that's what they want because right now Microsoft does not or Xbox hasn't like had a live service game that's really nailed that revenue stream coming in. Halo they tried, it just struggled. Um, and if they can do that, 
that also teaches them how to do that with their other games as services as well. So yeah. there's more to play here because ABK, that's what they do. Blizzard's been doing games that make money for years, Call of Duty as well. Um, and I think the other part of this that'll be interesting is to see, um, I think they released a list of like the IP that that is owned and wildly underserved, um, you know, I think there's this. This is what we most hope is it's better uh, opportunities for the developers there to get off of Call of Duty, hopefully, and do something else. Um, Toys for Bob. Um, uh, there was another developer that did a lot of um, uh, like Crash Bandicoot and uh, Skylanders mm-hmm. things yeah. as well. Um, that we're hoping they'll get to go and things. And the thing I want, Mark, I want, I want um, Guitar Hero to come back. Yes, but I also want design lab guitars Ooh! so just think about that I our like xbox it. is now in the hardware business i want like or just even face plates for your yep. guitar like you could like through and you get those designed so they don't have to that keep making good. different guitars you can just get those face plates because they're doing the the wraps now yeah. i think that would be cool as hell because we need new instruments because you can't just making them backwards compatible doesn't work because how many of those guitars are still working and are around and no. if you can find them no. at the eBay, they're like 300 bucks. I still oh, have yeah, two. No, no. We, we need all new plastic in- instruments. I I love that, especially the customization bit. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Microsoft's got the money to get licenses back. Um, and maybe they could get, um, let's put it this way. Uh, the company that made Guitar Hero is kind of floundering. Maybe let, get them to say, hey, go away, harmonics from from rock band mm. and come to guitar hero come back to your original home yep that'd be awesome yep ah oh, the potential yeah so this is good we don't know about games coming to game pass from this uh, acquisition they said at this point they don't expect anything in 2023 which is a shame if everybody wants call to be the new one uh and uh or diablo uh so if you're interested in those games maybe be patient Wait. and maybe you'll see them come soon but yep. yeah We'll see how that goes. Um, the last news story, Mark, is probably one of the dumbest things I've seen in a long time. Um, I'm a Sony guy. I really am. But I got to call him on. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I get why they're doing it. It just is coming off as really greedy mm. and short-sighted. And um, if I were you guys, I'd buy a PlayStation now, either the digital edition or the regular because what's coming, unless you would just want a smaller PlayStation, and that is the PlayStation 5 is getting its first really real design redesign. It's not called a slim. Officially, it's just the next PlayStation redesign. It's yep. 30% smaller. Um, the only improvements I see is you are getting 175 more gigabytes of hard drive space, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. They are adding more USB-C ports to this. It is smaller, and it does have... Um, if you buy the regular one, that basically there's going to be a disc-based one. It's essentially nothing has changed, and you're going to pay the same amount. The only thing you have to pay for is a horizontal stand, which is dumb as hell. Thirty that's bucks. All the, the the all the marketing materials are hor- horizontal. Is it or is it or ver- so the the, the horizontal stand comes with it. Show. It comes yeah. with a, like a little toothpick. <laughs> yeah, it just looks like this little plastic device. And if you want to go vertical, they which they've shown, yeah. is the one you have to pay for, and that's thirty bucks more. So essentially, if you want to do get the same PlayStation you can get now in the new model, uh, new design, and you want to do it vertical, you got to pay an extra thirty bucks. Yeah, and you get a little bit extra hard drive space. So um, I would say don't wait. 
Get mm-hmm. one now. Get the place. Get the Spider-Man Two Edition if you can find that. Get the regular one. Get a digital. That's that's four hundred bucks. Get those now, um, because once those run out, you are not getting a choice. You're going to have to pay more for the same capabilities. The only benefit of the system, Mark, is um, they're kind of getting into the mode of they only have to make one PlayStation model now. And now they're going to have the ability to add a drive onto any PlayStation 5 going forward. Um, It's ingenious for them. It reduces their manufacturing costs. Um, The only difference is that they have to have boxes. I'm surprised they actually even offered... um, any with the drive, to be honest, I'm surprised they didn't just say the core models 450. Yeah, if you want to drive, yeah. it's separate because yeah. that would even cost even more. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Sony, why aren't you milking more money out of us? <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think? I mean, I I think this is dumb. It's I mean, I get why they're doing it, but they're essentially adding cost to what you can buy now. So it's a yeah. price increase, and they're getting more savings on top of that. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of agree. I, I'm all for space saving, you know, where, where my consoles and stuff are, it's not a a big space. So if I were to get a PlayStation five now, I honestly don't know exactly where I'd put it. Uh, probably behind the TV, but even that has like my Xbox is already behind there. That's where my, my modem, my router is. Uh, there's, there's already some space back there. So, and I'd also want it to have proper ventilation. And that's part of the reason why my Xbox is back there that way. So I, yeah, that is one of the issues with a PlayStation five for me. Uh, So anything that can reduce that a bit is good. Um, The rest of it, like you said, is, is kind of like pooping on like any kind of excitement. I don't know. Like, it's just, Okay, fine, cool, whatever. Like, I, I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, I, I do. I get it from a company that. standpoint of them wanting to just, like you said, produce one model. And like, if you want to buy it with the thing, it costs fifty bucks. If you want to buy it later, it costs eighty with the, you know, with the the drive or whatever. But like, okay, cool. I don't know. You should buy. I know this is like the regret. This is the regret model, right? You buy the, you buy the full on, so you don't have to regret doing it later, and you pay more. But there's going to be people that are like, "Oh, I'll save fifty bucks and not do it," and then you regret it, and then you spend the because you can get the add-on drive for eighty bucks. So I do like the fact that this does allow physical to still continue. Yeah. Even if you made a bad decision, you don't have to buy mm-hmm. a whole new box, which is nice. So I guess in, in that purpose, anybody spent $400 on a digital version, like, oh, crap, I wish I had physical. You don't have to buy an extra $500 console. So I yeah. guess that is the only silver lining. Yeah. And with with Microsoft coming out with a all digital X in the future, what we've heard when they talked about their, their leaked plans, mm-hmm. um, I could see Xbox doing something similar, just adding a, yeah. a drive Absolutely. to and just go all digital. Um, yeah. But hopefully they'll do it smarter and they'll be like, eh, you know, we want to get people on digital so they buy more games and trade them in, things like that. So we should make that cheaper and more enticing. So that's where I don't understand the Sony's position. <laughs> yes, it's cheaper, but yeah, it's it's a weird mix. Um, not what I was expecting, to be no, honest. No, for sure. Um, and it is interesting because like this came out last week. This week, I've seen a couple of rumors about different places not selling 
Blu-rays and DVDs anymore, not selling physical mm-hmm. games anymore. Like Walmart, I think was listed in, in one of those stories. I think it's the gaming one. I think there's, there's yeah, rumors that question. Walmart is going to stop selling physical games, which is like, that's crazy. holy crap. So then, you know, is this like a long play kind of thing where the digital version right now is just like, don't get that one. Don't be a dummy. But like in a couple of years, that's going to be the de facto because, you know, like if you can't go buy a game at Walmart, why bother having a disc drive in this thing and save yourself 50 bucks or whatever it is. And just like, cause you can't buy physical games anymore. And that's a road that a lot of people don't want to go down. I, for the most part have all physical games. There's a few that I bounce back and forth, but for the most part, like I'm, I'm digital just to, again, save some space. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to sell you a, subscription service so um the need for that um even the the newest uh xbox uh, this holiday their their big holiday thing is going to sell you an s 500 gigabyte edition with a three-month subscription to game pass yeah so they're doing their own effort and and sony same with playstation plus um nintendo's the only one that's basically not trying to sell you a subscription where you get games that are new um and they still don't mind if you buy physical games. Um, so I think Nintendo will be the last man standing because PC long ago, I cannot buy a PC disc. If you, if you tried, because yeah. I don't know when the last time I saw a disc drive in a PC. Oh man. Yeah. They just don't come anymore. Years. I mean, Apple, Apple was the first one to really kind of get away from any type of physical media too. So, um, yeah, games are kind of like the, the last man standing, but you know what? I still have Gamefly. And GameStop is like, hey, you can get games where we're at. Come to GameStop, please, please, please come, come. Yeah. We'll sell you games. And pre-orders may actually matter again <laughs> because really, there might not be enough yeah. discs to go around. We we will see where this all goes. But this was this was fun talking the news. We don't do this every week, but I thought this was a good way to catch up. Um, mm-hmm. And as the rumor mills continue, we'll we'll have fun talking about it. Uh, so with that, um, we're talking about games. So by the wow, we're like almost an hour in, and we were talking about playing games yet. I love this. Um, well, I don't love it. I love playing games, but um, yeah, uh, Mark. So um, you've been playing Assassin's Creed. I know you said you know you're kind of like you've got more to play in that game. You yep. really want to have a fully formed opinion around it. So I respect that. Yep. Um, but I know you're going to have something really exciting to share when you have more. Uh, I do. Yeah, I'm going to do a full game. review, and and Patreon uh, subscribers will will get that first. Uh, and then I'll put it on the share on the on the regular like this feed. Um, so I'll I'll have that as soon as I'm like finished completely finished the game, and I'm I'm still working on that one. But uh, the other night I we started watching Upload again because on on Amazon Prime oh, good because, show. Uh, the and the new season's dropping Friday. So oh, if you haven't, up. yeah, if you're not caught up on Upload and you have Amazon Prime, check it out. It's a great show. Uh, like mystery comedy, all this kind of like romance story, like all best this kind of stuff. P joke ever. Yes, best P joke ever. I laughed yes. my butt off on that joke. I'm like, what? This shouldn't be that funny, but it is. Just hit that up. It's, it's very early on, so we just we we hit that episode already. Um, so good, so so good. But um, that show always makes me feel like just jumping into VR for a little bit and checking out some stuff. So I finally got around to playing Moss Two which picks up pretty much exactly where Moss 1 ends. I mentioned this game last year as a game that I really 
wanted to play because I think it would have been one of my top games of the year last year. If I had have played it, I didn't get to it in time. And then I just kind of kept putting it on the back burner, playing other stuff. And I'm finally like, you know what? I can't, we're coming close to the end of the year. I can't do this again and just be like, no, I didn't get to Moss again. Like, come on. It's been almost a year, Mark. What's going on? You're going to make that little mouse cry. That's exactly right. And I don't want to do that. So Quill and I have been going on an adventure. I played so much. I drained the battery on my quest too. You didn't have it plugged in? That's a sitting game essentially, right? It's a sitting game. I never plug my quest in. Like, I, I don't think I've ever played it with it plugged in. Um, no so I just, board. I played it until, uh, the battery, I got the battery warning and then I was like, I've been playing too long. It's time to go to bed. And I, I took the the set off and I was no longer immersed in my world. I was just in my living room and I went to sleep. So, Aww. uh, I've only put one really, really good <laughs> play session in so far, but the game is delightful. It is, uh, just as delightful as the first game. It's, it feels very much just like a continuation, like book two, but it feels more like chapter two than maybe a brand new okay. book. You know what I mean? Um, which is not a bad thing at all. Um, I haven't noticed anything like really visually or, you know, like gameplay mechanic wise, like super changed from the first one. You start off with the same weapons, the same armor, like, you, it literally is just a continuation. Uh, I already got a new armor piece. You pick up another sword, but then you kind of trade it back and get the sword that you finished the game with. Like it's, it's very, very much a continuation. And I should have looked this up first, but I don't know if it read my save file from Moss One and continued oh, then. Okay. Or <laughs> if it just defaults to like, this is what you should have finished the game with. Here you go. Here's Moss Two. Uh, I'll have to look that up. Do you if feel like knows, you, do you feel me. like you missed out by not finishing Moss one? Oh, I did finish Moss one completely. Oh, you, oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. So I, okay. Got it. So it's yeah, basically, so I, I, yeah, that, that's a, what yeah. I mean. Like I finished Moss one and like picked up Moss two and it felt like it was just like, okay, continuing this game. Like it's, it's just, it's picking up exactly where I left off in Moss one. Um, so if anyone knows the answer to that, like, does it read your file? Has anyone picked up Moss 2 without playing Moss 1? Because they do kind of give you a little refresher recap and kind of get you caught back up on the story and then drop you back into the storybook. Um, but it's it's amazing so far. I love it. I absolutely love it. I can't wait to go play more this week. And uh, I kind of play that as a little palate cleanser in between um, Assassin's Creed because I'm still working on that, but that's that's really it. I, I've been doing that and and playing Fort Nightmares, which I already went into detail with, so I'm not going to bore anyone with that. Todd, you've well, I was thinking about this. I was li- I was looking up Moss Book Two yep. because it's on Steam and actually, oh, this is oh god, I gotta get this Moss Book One and Book Two is currently on sale a combo, sixteen bucks. What on Steam? Oh, yes, because no. Moss Book Two is twenty bucks. So why? Would, I mean, yeah. I already own Moss, so I, I, it's not doing anything. But I will do that, and maybe. Oh well, crap! I, I wish I could just get the. I wish I could get like the Steam code and just give it away because I already own it. So right. I wish maybe that maybe that's a way to do it. I don't know, but um, I played um, Moss through um, Steam, or well, through my Steam VR library on right. quest so right. i didn't have it through my quest library and i played it there and 
it makes a huge difference if you have a good PC uh, to do that. Um, the screen doesn't change, but the horsepower does. Um, and I really wish I had played more. My quest is actually away and it is always dead when I go to play it. So I got to figure out something like that, but I've got in-laws coming. Um, and also I'm going to relatives for Thanksgiving. So I think I'm going to bring the quest with me and just uh, scare the poop out of them by playing like, uh, uh, Vader, uh, mortal. Cause that always scares people when they climb, they like, get, oh, you yeah. find out people are like, they have height issues. So I think I'm going to get back into it, Mark, because I've got my new PC, a lot of horsepower there. I'm assuming, um, and that uses, uh, the Oculus link technology is basically physically connected. I've done it with wireless, um, through um, virtual desktop, which right. is kind of cool too. Works really well actually because the Quest 2 works great wirelessly yeah. through PC that has that that air link, but the Quest 1 didn't, unfortunately. It's very, it's not very good. Um, and when I see the things with Quest 3 and what they're showing with the AR oh, yeah. technology, it, it, that's attractive to me. That's far more attractive than PlayStation VR 2, unfortunately, because I just, um, I don't know. Uh, but the sitting games are attractive to me because my space is kind of small mm. and doing crazy stuff like that. I don't want to hit my, my OLED. I don't want to do crazy stuff. So, um, but maybe, but, but I think I want to get back into it with those type of games that are that type of experience. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. And I do have a workout area, uh, that I could go and not damage anything that maybe I go, I'll go back to Vader Immortal cause I never finished the game. So you've got me intrigued to go back, but Moss is great. Yeah. I loved what I played of it and I want to play more. Definitely. Yeah, you should. Such a great little story. Well, I've been playing something a little less cute, and that is something I never even remembered that existed, and that is Resident Evil 4 had DLC. Back in the day, they had a mode called Separate Ways, and this was Ada Wong's missions that happened concurrently with Leon. Like, Ada would show up, and they'd, like, have... I love their relationship because it's really like Ada likes Leon a lot, but she has to be protected and she has to take care of her stuff. So she's cold blooded. Leon thinks she's just only out for herself where you find out that Ada's really helping Leon along the way. You know, she's a, she's, she's, you know, she's, she's got a, a, a cold exterior with a, a warm inside um, heart. And, and um, this was originally on the PlayStation two. I don't know if it was on the GameCube or not that they had the separate ways mission. Um, like I said, I didn't even know it existed because I played it on, GameCube. Well, they have redone uh, separate ways and brought it to the Resident Evil uh, 4 remake, and it was 10 bucks. So I bought that, got it, the game back from Gamefly, and I loved it. I couldn't stop playing it. The gameplay is fantastic. Ada's really cool. She has a grappling hook, and then you get some upgrades where you can actually use it in combat, where you can pull away people's shields, which is fun. Um, she uses it to traverse, um, like when you're fighting a boss, like you can mm-hmm. get up on top of roofs and go after them. Um, and I loved it. I thought it was wonderful. I loved how they, and I can't compare it to the original one, how different it is, but I loved how they just basically would showcase her as she was kind of witnessing what Leon was doing. And you find out that the only reason Leon really survived that initial mission in the village, we talked about a spooky village uh, was because Ada actually made it happen. So she was kind of like his guardian angel along the way. I, I really love this. I thought it was awesome. Probably about five to six hours of gameplay, but well worth it for $10. It was amazing. It got me back into resident evil. Um, I loved it. Um, can't say enough about it. Um, the difficulty wasn't too bad. Maybe I was playing on medium difficulty, but if you played it higher, oh my goodness, it would kick your butt, but loved it. 
great game. Resident Evil 4. Glad I got back to it. It was spooky nice. time. So uh, it's perfect, perfect for me. time to play it. That's awesome. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then the Dark Pictures Anthology. I've talked about this by uh, Supermassive Games. Um, they do um, Until Dawn, The Quarry, and then they do this series called the Dark Pictures Anthology. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the fourth game that I played in the series called The Devil in Me. Um, Until Dawn and The Quarry are their best games. The mm. Dark Pictures Anthology feels like like the B-movie version of that, like where the budget's not there, the the people in the game are not there. Like typically those games uh, until Dawn and the Quarry have like stars, like people you know. Right. There is no one you know in these games. <laughs> they do have an overarching, like almost like not a narrator. He's kind of like the guide and he's in this this room and he's kind of like almost like the watcher in Marvel comics where he can't intercede, but he's there to basically um, document stories and decisions. And he's cool. He's this cool cat. He's British. Very cool. And in his lair, you see the old posters for the previous games, almost like memories that happened. So um, I played the man of Madon. Uh, right. There was uh, something in the ashes, uh, which was the, the military one where you're basically in Iraq, which was kind of a cool different parta- uh, take on things. There was one game I didn't play, which I heard was not very good, but, um, and the, this most recent one I have played a little bit. I haven't played the whole thing, but basically I got through the intro mission, which was kind of like that, like a lot of horror films. It's like, this is like not part of the full game, but gives you enough that gets you in kind of like uh, if you think of scream with Drew Barrymore and like you have that part, uh, and then it shifts to the actual real game. So uh, this game is about um, a North America's first serial killer, H.H. Holmes, mm-hmm. uh, which if you've heard about him, he killed like over 200 people potentially around the turn of the century. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where we kick it off. And you get to be part of one of his murders. And um, it fast forward to modern times. Basically, it's almost like a, a paranormal investigation team where they're invited to a guy who's essentially recreated H.H. Uh, H. Holmes' mansion or hotel hmm. in a remote island village, Mark. <laughs> uh, and you don't know much about this. Exactly. So that's the premise. So I love the setup. I love the premise. It's church strong. But we wow, the acting is not strong. The mm-hmm. movement is kind of clunky. And I don't know where it's going. I kind of know where it is, but I'm not 100% sure. A lot of red herrings, a lot of characters. You're like, ah. And this game series is all about choices and consequences. That's all it is. It like it'll remember you did that decision. Oh boy, that's a bad one. Mm-hmm. And it does quick time events. So like when you have to make quick uh, like action sequences, if you accidentally push the wrong button it's you're probably going to screw yourself. So, um, and then it also gives you like, uh, imprints of like decisions you made and it shows you like, these are critical moments within Mm. time. So, um, which is kind of cool. So there's playability in this to replay it. If you want to basically make better decisions or have better skills. But the other thing this game offered was to see, basically it said play with friends or play alone. So this has a game mode where you can play online you can play with other people, cool. which I like. Yeah, but I have no friends, Mark. Oh, um, no. So I can't play online. 
well, I, the likelihood that other people are also playing this game, available people, that's, that's um, yeah. and just when I play. Yeah. But if you timed this right and said, hey, Mark, you got the game? Yeah, I do. I got it for free or cheap or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to play a spooky game session on a Tuesday night. I think this is perfect. I'm playing on Xbox, got it through Gamefly. I think you can get this game for like, if you want to just buy it for like probably 20, 25 bucks. Um, it's not bad, but it's fun. It's like, like you said, this is B horror gaming series that I love. I've always played these games. I really, really enjoy them quite a bit, even though they're just, they're not the scariest thing in the world and they're not that like, but I, but I love the decision making and um, I just like what they've done. So I'm going to be playing this until, you know, quite honestly, when the biggest games drop this this Friday, it's yeah. Spider-Man time, Spider-Man 2 time coming, and also Mario Wonder, which I used my voucher on. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Are you also getting Wonder or? Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, we're, okay. we're talking about if we want to use uh, a voucher or get it physical so we can kind of trade it back and forth. So sure. we, we haven't pre-ordered or, or, or purchased it yet. Um, and I, I don't know with with trying to finish Assassin's Creed, I don't even know if I'll actually get it this Friday. Okay. Or if we uh we might wait until uh until November when things slow down yeah. a little bit. Because the next few weekends are even uh quite busy. Yeah. Um so I might it, this might be like a save for my birthday kind of game. And uh and we'll see. Cause that's early November anyway. So it might be it might be that. So um I will get it for sure in the very near future. But if it, I don't know if it's going to be Friday quite yet. Cause I still haven't made a decision if I want to go pick it up physical or, uh, or if I just want it most likely always on my library digital, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, it's funny because uh, I was looking some of the pre-orders you can get from like the stores for yeah. it when you buy it digital physically are fun. They yeah. got like just stickers and things. Nintendo does better than anybody else because I'm like, uh, I actually canceled my Spider-Man 2 Collector's Edition because oh. the statue is too big <laughs> for my collector's cabinet. So I'm like, ah, crap, it's 19 inches tall. That's a lot of Spider-Man. I can't, can't take all that Spider-Man, as they would say. Um, so I need to get the game. So I'm like, are there any cool pre-orders that are out there physically if I mm-hmm. get that? So I, I'm waiting to find out how I'm going to get the game, but I'm going to definitely play it because the reviews are coming out. It's like a 91 Metacritic. So yeah. I'm all in on that series. So yeah. Mark, once you finally get a, uh, well, I mean, you've, you have access to a PlayStation four, so yeah. you could, you could play Miles Morales and the old Spider-Man, but this game, I, is, I, I played the original Spider-Man. Only. I loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. I didn't yeah. play Miles Morales yeah. and, uh, yeah, I really need to, Miles is better than the the first one, which is great. And then this one is it's even better because it's both Spider-Mans. Two Spider-Mans in one. Two is better. What could anyone ask for? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So that's what we've been playing, folks. Let us know what you've been playing. And if you have thoughts on any of the games we've been playing, let us know. But with that, we're getting to the bonus round. So I gave Mark two choices or three choices, actually, what to do this week. And he chose... Create your own horror game. Mm-hmm. So basically, we're basically saying the each of us are going to create a horror game where we have to pick the developer, the setting, a protagonist, and the style of game. So think of like survival, Metrovania, something like that. Uh, so that is what we're going to do. Uh, last year we played uh, make a family friendly game horrific. Um, so we're trying to do something every a little bit different every year. So stay tuned next year uh, and see what we choose next. So with that, uh, Mark, since you've already got yours set, yep. 
take it away. Okay. Um, so I kind of went, I don't know if I'd call this full horror, but I think it would be fun to play for like spooky time. And it could be like, depending on how you play it or how hard they want to go developing. Um, but I picked someone, I think someone like obsidian for this one is, is what I'm thinking mainly because of grounded. Uh, so grounded, they shrunk you, but I think in the same kind of way, uh, the protagonist for this one would be you as a kid. Um, so you could design, create your own character, uh, build them how you want to, you know, you could have different little outfits and different things. Um, this would be the, a great place for, for that kind of like DLC tie-in. So if you want like little Todd to be wearing a Transformers backpack or a Ghostbusters Proton pack with the Ghostbusters suit. Like this is, this is where you do that, right? Like you get those tie-ins and that DLC and whatever. Um, but this is it. You play as a kid. I'm thinking like that six to eight or nine year old range where like, you're kind of getting that independence of like, Hey, I can go outside the yard. I can go up to my friend's place. I can do this. I can do that. You're kind of getting into a little bit of trouble, but not like too, too much. You know what I mean? Um, so I remember like for this age group, for this age range, I, I remember like my cousins, like older cousins or like just like kids around or whatever, just like try, you know, you try to creep each other out. You try to go after the haunted house down the street. So I'm thinking this is like the setting for this would be those little snapshots you know, and like each kind of mission or each level or whatever could be different things in your everyday life. But like Courage the Cowardly Dog, that, sh- uh, that uh, you know, Oh, cartoon, love that. Perfect. Everything's ramped up. Everything's like just ramped up to 11. Everything, your imagination's just going off the charts. Every single thing, you know, playing it, you're seeing what, eight-year-old you is seeing so you're seeing the creepy attic at grandma and grandpa's there's like some crazy shit up there there's a monster up there we have to go check it out there's a haunted house down the street maybe it's haunted maybe it's not who knows we're gonna go check it out that's when you grab your proton pack and you're you're gonna go like you know check that out you gotta check out the attic um you know, you're heading home from your friend's place after dark, but the streetlights are acting up a little bit. What's causing the streetlights to act up? I'm not really sure, but I'm pretty sure I just saw some eyes looking at me from the woods. It's those kind of things, right? Like, yeah, like grab by the ghoulies is like kind of like, is that the feel? Like, I mean, grab by the ghoulies. Old. I'm not familiar with that. Hold on. It's rare. It's that's their spooky game. That was the first game they put on Xbox was grab by the ghoulies. No way. I never played this. You've never played it? You can play it on, uh, if you have Rare Replay, it's there. I do. Yeah, but kid. It's spooky, it's kid trying to survive. and I have never, ever heard of this game. What? Oh my God. You've got to check this out, Mark. This This is going to be your spooky game. Play that with Loren. You guys love it. That might be it. Yeah. Oh, that looks so cool. I've never played the first game they they did when they were bought by Xbox. If anyone's screaming right now that I ripped this off, I have zero recollection of this game ever. And I've played well, some rare replay. Uh, but I, I but I think it's got like that costume quest, that that yeah. type oh, of yeah. like that Definitely age group where it's it's that, like that kind of monster feel. squad. Yep. 
That's what I was going for this was like costume quest, Luigi's mansion. And that's it. Like third person view. Cause I want, again, I want you to like see the kid. And this is one of the things that I want is, uh, you know, because you can see your character, I want the, your imagination's already starting to play in this game. Um, not quite the exact same as something like eternal darkness, but I kind of wanted to take that psychological element, but apply it in a, uh, an imagination filter. So for this, you could start off and, and basically you just pick up a stick or you pick up a rock or you pick up something that you use as your weapon. And at first that's a stick and you're fighting whatever kind of like haunts are coming at you depending on the mission. Uh, but the stick might turn into a sword or a knife or a baseball bat, you know, like it turns into something simple. So like, let's say baseball, like, a ground, like using kind of like the grounded kind of concept where you could like craft and do things like that. Like I mean, it levels up with your imagination. So the more you beat things, the more you defeat enemies, the more imagination you get and you start to really believe in it. So you, it, it just kind of levels up with XP. So the more you get, the more things you defeat, the more XP it goes. And the stick suddenly becomes a baseball bat. The baseball bat suddenly becomes a sword. The sword suddenly becomes a lightsaber. Ah, and then yeah. that becomes, you know, a bazooka or whatever you need for that end game boss um, or the mission, whatever it, it becomes. Right. So like the same kind of thing, uh, if you're fighting ghosts, it becomes like, you know, your stick or whatever becomes like a little pea shoot or a BB gun, becomes a real gun, becomes a, a energy pack like the Ghostbusters would have. It becomes like whatever you kind of need for the mission. You're using that childhood imagination to be like, okay, I need this, this, like, and I see Finn doing that all the time, right? He'll pick up these little blocks. And we use them. These blocks are from like a marble run game. So like I set it all up and I build things and it goes, you know, like he hits the switch and the marble goes down and around and sets something off, but he'll pick these up and he'll be like, you know, he'll stack, like he had a stack here with like four on it. And he was like, this is my lightsaber. And he's just coming out or like, he'll go like this. And it's like his pew pew. Um, so like, I see him do that kind of stuff. So when I was coming up with this idea, I was thinking of that, of like, Four stacks of a block is a physical weapon. Then it's a pew pew if you hold it like this. Like it's anything you want. Like you break it in two and you've got like, uh, you know, something or like you put a string on it and you become, it becomes nunchucks. So um, yeah, the more things you find, the more things you beat, the more your imagination just kind of takes it away. And the scary things become a little less scary and you have to just kind of face your fears if you can. If you get overwhelmed, don't worry. You can just run away. That's an option. Uh, just bail. But that's kind of the thing. I've also been playing Celeste. I didn't mention that, but I uh, there were some missions, Game Pass missions for Celeste. So I've been like that kind of factored into this as well of that like climb the mountain, face your fears, you can do this kind of thing. So um, yeah, creepy psychological stuff, but also like a whole lot of like fun, imaginative kind of thing. So it's like horror game in a loose sense luigi's mansion style um what was the other one grabbed by the ghoulies yeah that well looks... even costume quest the kids costumes, costume quest, yeah 
turned into like battle armor or it's something and basically their imagination led to like oh i've got these abilities and these skills i love that though you you basically saying use your imagination to give you like powers or weapons to yeah. defend yourself i like that that's it yep um so that's i i didn't the only thing i didn't think of was uh was a name um for this one i was trying to think of like growing up or uh, imagination kind of name. So if anyone listening has a, an idea for a name, uh, hit me with them in the discord channel. I want to hear your names and I'll try to come up with one too. And I'll post it after I see a few that are, that are posted as well. Um, and I'm sure someone will come up with something better than what I do. Nice. I like that Mark. Cause it's hitting on a lot of different areas that are kind of like fun. Cause kids like to also play scary games and, but they don't want to be too scared. So I think that yeah. works for Dude, all ages. Used to, make like, it fun. Yeah. Like in the summers, like at our cottage, there's uh, you know, there's a bunch of kids around from all the different cottages and stuff, but there was one kind of in the middle and it was this old like farmhouse type thing. And they, they said there was a ghost up there named Angus Angus. Yeah. And uh, he hung himself in this house and we'd get our like Ghostbuster plastic proton packs and just be like, we got to get rid of or go check out Angus Angus or whatever. And like, we'd go up to the attic and we'd creep around the second someone heard one creak from like a creepy old house, probably like mice or squirrels up there or whatever, but we'd be in the attic and just someone would scream and you just take off running. Um, but like, if you, you know, if you're going to find a Goonies map, that's the house you're going to find it yeah. in. But like, you never stayed in the attic too long to find one. Um, so like we used to like that kind of shit all the like that was you know like, so like that was what I was imagine like I was I was thinking of those times um or like you know you think you can take a shortcut through the woods but like you know it's getting dark here earlier now so yeah. like that kind of thing like we went for a walk like Finn and I after dinner you know after supper we go for a walk a lot through the summer. We did it the other day. It got a little too dark, a little too fast. And Finn was just like, we're cutting this short. Let's go yeah. home. It's Spooky. way too dark for me right now. Those aren't birds like, anymore, daddy. That's it, right? Like it was just kind of <laughs> like everything's, it was like, just we're, we're, we can see the house. And he was just like, mm, I don't like this. Mm -mm, no, we're, we're turning around. I am done with this. So that's where a lot of this played in is, is just watching that of like, dude, you know exactly where we are. And it's just like, mm -mm, nope, nope. There's some creepy nope, shadows look a little I different. want to go. So uh, I was like, you know, quickly scoop him up and, and, and take him. So, um, so that's where that all came from. If you're wondering. Very cool. I love that. I love that mixture of kids imagination and the Halloween. Cause that's, you know, where I, my brain goes when I think of Halloween, the scary times mm -hmm. that I made the scary stuff in my own brain. So yeah. Very cool, man. So what are you thinking of? So this kind of came out of the, f just in my brain. Cause I was thinking of like games that I like and I'm like, Oh, what could I work? How could I recapture that in a different way? So Mark, I'm thinking my game would be in the style of dead rising four. So if you remember Dead Rising 4, so it was like the fourth Capcom game where this one was on the Xbox One, yep. and it was great. And it was also on PlayStation, I think, but it was they just really refined uh, the gameplay. Basically, Frank West, he's a, he's a photographer. He's got to basically take down zombie hordes. There's masses of them. And the fun is how you 
battle them and take care of them, but it has a cool storyline as well. It's, it's, it's really fun, but it's imaginative as well in the mm-hmm. gameplay, but there, it's, it's about a zombies hordes and, and just having a good time taking them out. But, um, in that type of setting. So I'm taking, Capcom Vancouver is the studio who made that game. So I'm going to use them because I don't quite honestly, I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they're making monster hunter games, but I don't know. They're going to make my game though. Uh, Cause Marvel's going to say, Hey, we want you to make a game because I said, Marvel, that's right, folks. I'm making Marvel zombies, the game. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, Mark. Um, so um, my cast is going to be the Marvel's Midnight Suns. So Midnight Suns is Ghost Rider, Blade, Werewolf by Night, Doctor Strange. Think of anybody that has anything to do with the occult, the supernatural, Doctor Voodoo. You know, add them on, maybe Moon Knight as well. Uh, they're in this cast. Um, and they're going to be swappable, whatever, or you can play cooperative and you can play with four other people as well. So it's almost a kind of a mode of like the Marvel Ultimate Alliance or the old X-Men Legends uh, as well. So think of like that type of game, but more of a 3D setting than rather than the top down. Um, and the settings are going to be uh, the Xavier School for the Gifted. It's going to be the Savage Lands. You know, I think of like zombie dinosaurs and, and things with Kazar and, and uh, uh, Zabu taking on uh, Sauron. Uh, they're going to have the Avengers Mansion. So you think of like Scary Mansion. There you go. Avengers Mansion. And then uh, Fantastic Four, Four Freedoms Tower. I mean, any I mean, you could do Manhattan. You could do like I mean, you could do the the, the Sanctum Sanctorum yeah. as well. Think of any place in the marvel universe you could go um but you know it's going to be people are going to be able to be upgraded with their powers the ability to take down zombies and you're going to see zombie versions of villains and also heroes that you have to take down um obviously to find a cure why is this happening and uh it probably leads you down a path of who's all behind this and i don't want to spoil that because that's the fun part of this game that's the synergy i want marvel games to do fun adult crazy gameplay awesome studios making cool stuff so that's what i want i want marvel zombies the game i freaking love that you surprised me when you were going with like the dead rising stuff i'm like okay cool yeah i like that is you drop marvel zombies like i gotta rewatch that because i like like my face is just like it's got to be just pure shock that was such a good idea i love it and I, I recently, I saw like a, a a page from one of the Marvel zombies of like Cap getting his cap taken off by Magneto. So good. like, thank you for bringing the shield, dummy. And it just yes, right. <laughs> it's such a great panel, yes. and I think like Spider Man's with him or something. And Spider like oh, oh he's like oh, shattered yeah. his leg or something like that. And it's just oh. it's such a great because like they still have personality but they're zombies and i think that would be such a new zombie take we're so used to zombie video yeah. games being like zombies blah. with powers we have not seen that yet but like in it, a video game setting zombies that can be like oh yeah hey spidey um go after him because we still know what this is but yep. we also really want brains um we can coordinate we can use powers we're a team we can still communicate effectively um Oh, so oh, you've got Morbius who basically terrifying. is undead. So he's a good guy to have on your team because he can't get turned or, uh, it was, a uh, um, machine man 
was in one of the series where he was a he was basically a machine. He can't be turned. He's a machine. So he's a great ad. So you could do that. You could mix up your teams so and find people. And maybe there's a cure that you could turn people back. Don't know. But so good. Yeah. I I want these type of games to be made because why not? They'd be so much fun. And, and you know what? Nothing better than seeing your heroes turned loose and not have to worry about killing anybody because they're already dead. Yes. <laughs> Deadpool uh, needs to be on this team as well. Just Deadpool oh, kills perfect. the Marvel Universe zombies. Absolutely. Um, it's because of his healing factor. He yep. can't be turned. Just like yeah. Wolverine can't be turned. He could be in it as well. So, yeah. Uh, there you go. Oh, well, there we go. There's our game. So, you got something a little bit more for the young at heart, and you got something for the rotten at heart, I guess. <laughs> I <laughs> the rotten it. heart of our, our undead hearts. There we go. So, uh, folks, let us know your pitch. Um, you know what? We won't steal our idea. Ours are trademarked by Secret Friends Unite, uh, the Canadian and uh, Ox, uh, you know, practically. So Marvel, come and get me. <laughs> Mark, I don't know. I guess you got to go to Xbox for yours. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, I guess that would be an Xbox uh, exclusive or whatever. Uh, Obsidian, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you pitched it. So there we go. So that is another episode we survived mark at our horror survival horror we survived this game although with your camera stuff i don't know i'd 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 basically burn some sage before the end of the night yeah i'm throwing this camera in the garbage right away uh if anyone knows a good (laughs) webcam that'd be great uh very good yeah this is a fun episode i always love the spooky season it's fun uh you know let us know folks what your spooky season plans are we've got lots of fun stuff planned if you got costumes share them with us as well in our discord and you can join us there so with mark where can people follow you in this spooky time you can follow me everywhere at the underscore canardian uh whether that's uh x which i've started checking a little bit more often not not a ton but a little bit uh threads instagram's like the best place to find me for sure or our discord channel um that's you know the 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 best place to find me and if you want me on xbox or switch it's just canardian perfect um i'm doing a lot more on threads um tioxtra on threads Instagram, I'm tied there, so my stuff goes both places anyways. Yep. And then Secret Friends Unite is on uh, Instagram and threads as well, at Secret Friends Unite. So we get our whole title. Very, very cool. Um, so uh, if you're there, friend us, follow us, uh, and share so people can find us as well. Uh, we're also still putting stuff on X just because it's there and has a, a bigger audience, but that's where we want to play is in the place that's probably going to be a, a better place for us in the long term. And for myself, I don't make it simple. If you want a game with me, I'm Sparty on 98 on Xbox and Switch and Sparty on 1998 on PSN. It's so simple Mark, enough. You know, I think I finally figured out what's going on. I I've upgraded to the, the latest version of Mac OS and now there's, there's like reactions that you can do. There we go. Oh. Um, and I can have lasers. All right. So there's, so you, you can you, do now. So maybe just, your movements caused your distress. I think so. Yeah. I think that's what's okay. going on. I, I was probably so no, no sudden movements. Mark. And, no, that's it. I got to stay very still or just turn that feature off. Cause I just figured out how to turn it off. Um, yeah, but there we go. And I just saw, perfect. was that a phantom cat behind you? Oh yes. Just yes. Disappeared. In, in mansion. Just, I've got cats. I've got yeah. dogs potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry creepy. about it. I like black it. cats. What could go yeah. wrong, Mark? Um, okay. so yeah, you know, follow us, make sure we survive this guys. <laughs> uh, this might be our last episode. Who knows? Uh, probably not. Um, so, uh, 
Thank you, Mark, for joining me on this scary journey in the world of video games. It's always a pleasure. And remember, folks, it's always better to game together. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.